0: Welcome to week number 211 of the Two Guys in a Friday's podcast. My name is Steven, and that over there is Travis. That's
1: me. That's you? I'm Travis.
0: That's me. Uh, welcome to the show. We've got four episodes of uh, TGIF shows to talk about. But before we do that, thank you to Harmonix for the theme song this week. Pentatonics? No, Harmonix.
1: Harmonix. Harmonix was harmonix. first,
0: I believe. And then Pentatonics came along. and
1: And better. That I say so.
0: TGIFcast at gmail.com. If you want to send in your own version of the theme song, and make sure you're following us on all social media at TGIFcast because that's how we let you know about things that are coming up and we've got something coming up that kind of just snuck up on us.
1: Yeah, yeah. I did not uh, not expect this to happen.
0: October the 14th, we, ha- we are doing another con. We are going to be part of Nightmare Weekend. We're, uh, we're going to kind of expand a little bit, I think. We're not going to talk just about TGIF, but there is definitely going to be TGIF talk in our panel, for sure.
1: Yeah, I think generally we're going to talk about Halloween episodes of TV shows. I hope that we can try to get as much TGIF in there as possible. Oh, we
0: can fit it in there, for sure.
1: Um and then, you know, we might need to fill some time. So I'm we'll thinking we about. we also
0: mentioned, like, uh, like Simpsons, Treehouse of Horror stuff in there, probably. Like, what makes a good Halloween TV special? That's kind of like the topic of our panel.
1: We're going to get way in over our head. It's okay. Okay. We don't have to I
0: mean, we're not breaking down every episode of Treehouse of Horror or anything.
1: We're just not Treehouse of Horror 32? No, just mention it that, uh, you know, we'll get there. OK, yeah, it's going to be fun. And and they somehow I somehow missed this announcement and they really haven't been putting him on the posters or anything. But evidently, Tim Reed is supposed to be there, too. So the dad That's from cool. uh, Sister Sister yeah. is going to be there if you want to, you know, for a, a little bit of a TGIF connection. It'll be fun.
0: It'll be fun. Uh, October it's a good, li- the 14th. It is a good lineup.
1: It's a very good lineup.
0: So. Nightmare Weekend, Richmond, Virginia. Get your tickets now. We're gonna be doing our panel uh, Saturday night, October the fourteenth. We don't have a room or anything yet, but uh, go ahead and just get your weekend pass. Come hang out with us Friday or Saturday night, and uh, we'll talk about some uh, Halloween TV specials.
1: I bet we do have a room. We might. I bet you we do. Let's see here. I got the, I got the schedule pulled up. I will tell you, it would be room E twenty three is where you'll find us at nine o'clock. It's oh, where we 14. always
0: are. We're always E twenty three, E twenty four. Just go upstairs, right at the top of the escalator. We're right there. No problem. All right, so uh, we got that out of the way. Let's talk about uh, these episodes. Now, these are these would have aired win thirty years ago, back on
1: TGIF, Friday, October first, nineteen ninety three. We're officially in the fall. We're second weekend of season five of TGIF. We are we're rolling. We're good to go.
0: So one thing we like to do on the show is see what was going on in the world that week thirty years ago, and I got a couple. Uh, We've been talking about like Boy Meets World that made its debut just a couple weeks ago. Another ABC show made its debut this week on September 29th. A little show called Grace Under Fire, which uh, ended up doing pretty well for them. Yeah,
1: I suppose I didn't really not not for me, but uh, I didn't really watch it. I don't know much about it, but
0: it it was on a long time. Went in syndication.
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure that. You know, I'm thinking that. of Will and Grace. I don't. What is Grace under Fire? I don't know that lady's
0: name. Who plays Grace? But uh, yeah.
1: Brett Butler. Okay. Yeah, her.
0: All right, all right. It was a big show. Cool. And then on September 30th, uh, U.S. Army General Colin Powell retires. He did. That was news.
1: I feel like he's. I mean, he's obviously dead now, but I feel like he. He wasn't even that old then. I feel like he worked forever. I feel like he never retired.
0: Yeah, he did other stuff. I guess he retired from the army at that point, but uh he definitely I mean obviously. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hold on. I am so I'm looking at Grace Under Fire. Okay. And the name there's the who these people these these twins were on TGIF. What were they on? What were they on?
0: Is it Mary Kate yeah. and Ashley Olson?
1: No, it's why is this name these names Dylan Dylan Sprouse? And Cole Sprouse? no is that name no they know? go
0: fur they go in to do stuff later in, in their career
1: what what would I know them what, what so, should I know them I
0: about? think uh one of they're they're on a Disney Channel show and then I think they one of them is in the uh you know that other show
1: oh they're Zach and Cody that's why I know their names yeah but
0: then after Zach and Cody they even did stuff right
1: well yeah I mean they were in well not really it's the, they k- were are also Cody the, and the
0: kids it. from Big Daddy it's though it's the same kids from that yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Was one of them an Archie in like the, not the art. What's what's that Archie spinoff show called? Uh,
1: Riverdale? Riverdale? Is one of them Riverdale? Mm-hmm. Am I making that up? I don't know. I don't know. I don't see I don't see that listed. Mm-hmm. They were the kid on Friends, though. They were the, uh, well, one of them was. The son on Friends.
0: Probably made up that Riverdale thing completely, didn't I?
1: Maybe. Dylan has a meadery in, in Brooklyn. Has a what? A meadery. Oh. Yeah, you know, mead. Mead. Yeah, you've I mean, seen me drink meat before. You know what meat is.
0: I uh, initially heard meat like m e a t, well, like a meatery where he's just selling a bunch of meat.
1: It is a complicated word to say. You are right, though. Cole was Jughead and in River. Look at that. You were right. You're right. All right. Um, For some reason, I thought they had a TJF connection, like they were the original twins or something on on Full House, uh, Full House or something. I, don't I still know. think that's true.
0: Um. All right. I don't think it's them, but it could be.
1: I'm pretty sure it's not. Oh I, I don't know. I, I know that we're we're dwelling on the. I'm dwelling on this, but go ahead. go ahead. What what else? What else you got? Grace under fire. And, and I want to know what it.
0: the number one movie in music is for this week.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no no change in the song. We've still got uh, a little bit more Mariah Carey with Dream Lover, so that's sticking around. Uh, new movie. I. I think this is a pretty iconic movie because it was, it was, this movie I thought was iconic because it was one of the main actors' big follow up after their like, their like breakout role and it was completely different character. Do you want to guess at all? No. Okay. (laughs) So the number one movie this week was The Good Son with Elijah Wood and Macaulay Coleman. That movie to me is just iconic because of the different. Role how of Macaulay Culkin yeah. played,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nah, yeah. It's a good so, movie,
1: I like it. It is a good movie, it's really intense it, and it goes by so quick because you're like always on, on edge. I we you know watched it last week and it's an hour and a half and it goes by quick because of how just on, on edge you are the entire time. What else we got? Birthdays, whose birthday? Give me a second, my calendar broke. I hit a button, I had the wrong button. I have two laptops in front of me, and I, I typed on the wrong one. Uh, one birthday. Uh, Ironically enough, this is a perfectly timed birthday, Mr. Lee Norris. His birthday was Monday, September 25th. That is, of course, Minkus on Boy Meets World.
0: Happy birthday, Minkus. Happy
1: birthday, Minkus.
0: Let's get into some episodes. You ready for it? Do it.
1: Let's do it. We're
0: starting with Family Matters. We're in season five now of this show, and uh, this is episode two. It's called It Didn't Happen One Night. It starts off. Laura comes downstairs, she looks at the clock, she screams, because she has missed the bus to Cincinnati, it's her uh, cheerleading competition, and she did not make the bus.
1: No, like a like a crisscross song, she missed the bus.
0: Uh, the uh, scream awakens Steve Urkel, who runs over next door, starts banging on the door, trying to figure out what is wrong with Laura, and then... Out of nowhere. We get some good physical moments in this, this episode. This is good, by yeah. This is real good. Steve Urkel, like Superman, goes flying through the kitchen window of the Winslow's house to check on Laura, asks if she's okay, and then uh passes out right there on the floor.
1: Literally head first. Head first. I, I here's what I here's what I imagine happened here is that there was a stunt guy somewhere that was like I just jumped through the window. Uh, it's safe. Let me do it. Just let me, just let me jump through the window. And they're like, oh, okay. And so they did. And he jumped through the window. I loved it. it. Awesome. I loved it, it. was great. And uh, was great. I
0: love another physical comedy moment coming up later in this episode as well. Okay. All right. So after that, when uh, Steve passes out, we go to the theme song, we come back and now um, everyone's like bringing Steve back to his feet, waking up from uh, passing out. And, uh, He's like, why did you scream, Laura? And she's like, well... And she explains the whole thing about how she missed the bus to uh, Cincinnati. And then he's right. like, let me take you. And then she <laughs> kind of ignores him. So she starts going around the room asking everyone to give her a ride to Cincinnati. Her mom, her dad, Eddie. Until there's only one person left. And he, she, asked, she has to ask Steve. And of course, Steve jumps all over the opportunity to ride in the car with her all the way to Cincinnati.
1: He's on it. He's I mean, he he's begging her the whole time while she is just ignoring him.
0: And what do you know? We go uh, we go right there into Steve's little car, right? Like they go back and the change. Zeta. They're we're in the eyes. The
1: we're, we're putting down the road.
0: And uh, putting is very correct because everyone is passing them like every single car, a guy riding his bike. They're all passing him. I don't know how slow they're going, maybe 10 miles an hour. And I don't know how far is Cincinnati from Chicago. Do you have any
1: idea? Uh, I mean, ballparking it, you got to go what uh, across Down and Indiana ish, so like three hours. Let's Google yeah. Maps that uh, thing. I bet it's further. Than I bet that. it's three hours. You checking it? Yeah, I'll look it up. Maybe uh, like position. If you're driving Indiana. the speed limit, we've driven from Cincinnati. I'm guessing four hours. Have you Cincinnati. not looked it up yet? I'm going, I'm going. I'm sorry. I'm doing math while I'm I'm doing no I'm, math. I'm trying to, uh four and a half hours. I was right. Ish. Right. How long
0: do you think it takes them to get there? The eight, rate he's eight going hours? nine
1: or ten. I feel like he says like nine or ten at some point. At one point at, No, at, at one point hours. they're like
0: fifty miles away, and he says, We'll get there in uh two and a half hours.
1: Well, here here's my thing is like How? when is this competition if she's already missed the bus so the next morning I guess how much time does she have like Like they drive they're not gonna get there in time
0: sleep they wake up and then the competition happens
1: I mean I guess we do know it is the next day yeah but it just seems seems
0: everyone's passing them they're going real slow Laura's like you gotta turn off this polka music it is driving me crazy um turns it off but then he starts singing That might even be worse, and uh, this is just (laughs) not a good car ride for Laura. Maybe she's regretting doing this whole thing.
1: She's trying to take a nap. This is a mess.
0: Yeah, uh, we go back to the Winslow's house. We check in where uh, Carl has fixed the window that Steve Urkel dove through, and uh, he's shown it off to Harriet, digging for a compliment from her, and while he does this, he accidentally slams the hammer right back into the window, breaks it, and she's like, you need to just call someone to fix this thing.
1: Well, what's a shame about this is that he did fix the window. He did it fix the fixed. window. It was fine. And then he broke it.
0: Uh, then Estelle and Fletcher show up uh, getting a loud uh, applause from the live studio audience at the, uh, there that day. And uh, they're there and, uh, you know, they're just happy to be together and in love. And Estelle is showing it off in the form of a note that Fletcher wrote her.
1: Not a note, but a poem. Home that Fletcher wrote did he just copy it though out of like dude? he did you're right he did it was it was Byron Lord Byron that he he did just copy you're correct so he
0: has is that transcribed uh, a poem is that what you used to call that when yeah, you like you copy me. it down I don't know what you call it so he's got this poem for her. uh Estelle thinks it's sweet uh Carl just thinks it's stupid and uh these two are old and in love
1: they are it's nice. It's beautiful. We, we go, love them.
0: We go back to the car ride to check in on Steve and, uh, and Laura. And this is where he mentions that they're 50 miles away. They're still two and a half hours away. And <laughs> she's like, you got to speed up. And he's like, I can't. This is as fast as this thing goes. And then Laura's like, oh, yeah, well, I'll see about that. And she just reaches over their foot, slams on the gas. And uh, for about 20 seconds, they're going faster. And then the whole car just Faster smokes breaks down and uh we get a, a real good did I do that from Laura this time Ooh, Laura so yeah they've got a car that's not working uh we got we go to a commercial break and we come back where well, we are now at this motel it is raining um Laura is trying to uh use the phone but that's not working and then Steve comes in he's soaked but he does promise her that uh, this car is going to be fixed in the morning. He's going to get her to this cheerleading competition. But uh, now he's all wet. So Laura offers her, a, offers him a change of clothes. And the only thing, I don't know, she's got to have more clothes than this, right?
1: Well, she might have more clothes than this, but the, the clothes options are limited generally. She, because Steve was not expecting to have to stay over the night, so he didn't bring any extra clothes, and she's, she's doing the best. But this best. is
0: the thing. He had to have expected to stay overnight if the competition's the next day, right?
1: No, I don't think he was planning this thing for the competition.
0: Oh, you think, it was, oh, drop off, he goes back, they, then she he rides back, back on the, the bus. bus. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so he, she hands him over a nightgown. He goes into the bathroom to put it on, and uh he comes out of the bathroom, and, it, I mean, it's it's something you kind of have to see Steve Ergel in a nightcap at this point.
1: I mean, it's kind of ridiculous, but I feel like we've seen more ridiculous Steve than this. he
0: has got a little nightcap on as well. Um, ready for bed. We go back to the Winslow's house. Um, Estelle is, uh, talking about how she's going to sleep real well tonight. Cause Fletcher's going to give her a full body massage. And Carl's like, gross. And Harry's like, yeah, I am. I'm <laughs> on it. They leave to go massage each other, and then uh, Carl says he just thinks that everything that they're doing is a little embarrassing, all this lovey-dovey stuff, and Harriet's, of course, still saying that she thinks it's cute, and uh, she thinks that Carl could learn a thing or two from the two of them. She wants him to say nice things, and not just around her, not just in private. Like She wants everyone to know how much she loves her as well.
1: Yeah, she wants some more PDA. She wants she wants it to be out there. She has no problem with what Fletcher and Estelle are doing. Thinks it's great.
0: So she starts to go upstairs. Carl reaches into his uh, police bag, digs around for a little bit, pulls out a uh, megaphone, opens the front door, and uh, yells out to the streets how much he loves his wife, Harriet. Harriet comes downstairs and is loving every second of it.
1: And I don't know if this is the last time, but it is the first time that we hear that they live on Pinehurst Avenue. Oh. So he does announce to Pinehurst Avenue that he loves his wife. And now we know where they live.
0: Fictional road. That's not where they actually live, is uh, it?
1: You know, I don't know. I did not look it up.
0: Um, from here we go back to the motel. Steve is uh, trying to open a cot. He's got a little cot that he's going to sleep on in the middle of the floor. And uh, this was that other physical humor scene that I was mentioning earlier that I yeah. I love this. this was this great. is a
1: good one. This is a good one. So the, the family Matters house was on Wrightwood, not Pinehurst. okay.
0: So. like the actual house, right?
1: the, the house the, the exterior <laughs> house that we that we identify as the house, yeah.
0: So Steve's trying to open up this cot. He ends up getting folded up inside of it. Um, it flips him upside down. He bounces off the wall. He rolls back. He gets stuck in it again. And then there's this like cut scene where it's like it's folded up and you see his legs. They do a pretty good job of this, like editing. It, I feel like I yeah. it.
1: It was good. No, it was good. It was good.
0: Um, eventually, he uh, gets the cot all laid out correctly and says goodnight to Laura. Laura gets in her bed, uh, turns off oh no, and then there's a whole nother scene of this, isn't it? Because then it folds up. Like he, he, It's a bunch of rolling around, they say goodnight, turns off the lights, and then he gets folded up, and it. she comes over, she helps him out, and uh, she's like, Steve, you just gotta sleep on the floor. I mean, you can't try to sleep in this cot anymore. And he's like, I can't, I'm allergic to cheap shag, and then he's like, well, why don't we just share the bed? There's plenty of room in there. And he, and Laura's like, Why don't you Mm, grab a blanket and go sleep in the bathtub? And sleep in the tub. Starts going in the bathroom. And he's like, No, I'm not sleeping in the bathtub. I'm the one that offered you a ride here. I'm the one that uh, is doing everything for you. I'm the one that got this motel room, spent all my money to do this. Why don't you sleep in the bathtub? And uh, this is a change. Of, I don't know. Like uh, I don't know where this came from for, for Steve. Steve. We have not I mean, seen this.
1: Steve was Steve was over. And you know what? You know what's interesting? I thought about this episode about this kind of like break by Steve. Is that Myra is not mentioned at all. This I episode. know.
0: I know. She's not, not mentioned once.
1: in this in this conversation where Steve is yelling at Laura. Laura doesn't bring her up. Steve doesn't bring her up. It's not even a part of the plot. Like she doesn't even exist in this episode. How does Myra feel I mean, about Steve sharing a motel room with Laura? I'm well, sure she couldn't be she happy about She would not it. be happy about that for sure. But my point is that Steve is kind of like, you get almost the impression that Steve is making this decision individually and not in the sense of like a relationship or like, I don't need you anymore. More just like, you got to stop. This is, this is too much.
0: He tells her that he is tired of being treated like dirt and he demands respect and dignity, and Laura says, you know what, Steve? You're right. Uh, will you forgive me? You know what? I'll go sleep in the tub. So she grabs a blanket, she walks off to the bathroom, and Steve's like, "We, there's another solution to this. I can fold over the covers, you can sleep under the covers on your side of the bed, I'll sleep on top of the covers on my side of the bed, and we'll never touch. And she, goes, good. And she goes for it. So I get in the bed, get ready to turn off the lights. And uh, Steve doesn't see it, but we see it as the viewer, a real big smile from Laura. Like she, I mean, Steve's okay to her.
1: Yeah, I think that she, yeah. She, she kinda thinks of he's realizes
0: sweet. It. She thinks he's a good yes. guy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: that's fair, that's fair.
0: And uh, after the lights turn off, we hear Steve say, uh, does he say I love you here? Or I love you and respect
1: he says he respects what he says is, I respect you and I never had a single impure thought about you
0: and Laura's like not even one you have never even thought about it and he says no and if I ever did have an unpure thought I hope God strikes me dead and this is all with the lights off and as soon as he says this right. a big burst of lightning we see Steve jump up in the air and he's like "Eh, maybe one <laughs> pretty good <laughs> Uh end of the episode we do get a credit scene where um we see them driving back home. They won the cheerleading championship. Steve uh then hears this polka song on the radio that he really likes, so has to stop the car, get out of the car and do a little polka dance in the middle of the road and that's your credit scene. That's the end of the episode.
1: He jumps out of the car and starts dancing right in the middle of the road. Good for good for him. So that's So I do Yeah. Just, that is Family Matters. I got a little bit of, of bad news. This is the last episode with this actor as Fletcher Thomas. So, we so Arnold Johnson, You get a new Fletcher. We actually get two new Fletchers before it's all over. Did but, Fletcher die? Uh, I, I still don't know. I don't know if that's the case or not. I don't, no, like the, the actor. actor. did. No, he didn't die. He just they stopped using him. For Was he real reason. sick?
0: I bet you something yeah. happened health-wise. I
1: looked online to try to figure out and there's really no indication of anything i had
0: no issues i like this fletcher so i don't know i like something had to have happened
1: i like fletcher a lot i like this actor arnold johnson a lot so i i don't know what the deal is maybe he was like look if you want me to come back it's gonna cost you more i'm old (laughs) he wants more money
0: (laughs) all right we'll get another old guy step by step season three episode two the apartment is the name of this one starts off we got carol she's working on uh like i don't know sewing some clothes or something in the kitchen and then cody comes in he's wearing a welding helmet. And he has completely lost track of time. He doesn't know what time of the day it is because he's got this dark helmet on and then makes a reference that he bets the, this is how Darth Vader feels.
1: Well, what he says is he bets that's why Darth Vader's mad all the time because he can't tell if it's night or day.
0: Theme song We come back. We got Frank. He's heading out, uh, I think, to work probably. Carol talks about uh, the finances being an issue lately and how he likes to make deals with all these people that he's doing jobs for. And uh, he's got a new deal this time, not for Chinese food, but uh, a trade deal for new TV for the bedroom.
1: Any TV he wants from this this store that he just did a renovation for. Which I mean, back then could be a pretty good deal.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm grabbing the biggest thing I can. Why not? So uh, sure. She's like, oh, no, not a TV in the bedroom. It's going to it's going to mess up the alone time that we have together. And he's like, no, it's not going to. I promise you. I'm not going to watch sports. I'm not going to let this TV take away from the attention that I give you. And she's like, all right, as long as you can agree to that, we can have a TV in the room.
1: Well, what he also agrees to before, before she concedes is that if at any point he is not paying attention to her and he is paying more attention to the TV, he will remove the TV from the room. End of story.
0: Dana comes downstairs. Um, I didn't get what the actual deal was here. Someone she knows is moving out of this apartment and then she can house. No, it? they're
1: going on. They're going to Europe for like a vacation or something uh-huh. or, or a semester. And so she is going to house it. The apartment while she is in the other person is in Europe.
0: Okay. So, I mean, pretty much she's living at this apartment. That's the right. deal. Um, while these people are overseas and it's going to be a little test to see how it is because she's going to be going to college soon and this might as well try it out now.
1: Yeah, I was reminded so I thought based on the episode last week that she had gone to college this year. But so this was a minor that she is now a senior in high school. Cause I assume because she was dating the like 40 year old uh theater <laughs> person, and, and no one seemed to have a problem with that. Like no one at all commented about how he, you know, was older than her, um, and she was still a minor. So I assume she was in college, but she is actually still in high school and now asking to live on her own as a high school
0: yeah and carol does not like this idea carol does not want her to go live in an apartment she says no so dana goes upstairs and frank overhears this conversation as well and she's like he says carol i mean this is not a bad idea i mean might as well let her try it out I and mean, she's like i said a minute yeah. ago i mean she's gonna be going to college soon so this is a good test for her yeah make it happen but uh, Carol is not comfortable with the whole situation and uh, has not agreed to letting her do this yet.
1: But you can kind of tell that she's thinking about what Frank is saying, and and she's she's considering it. She's 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 thinking on it.
0: Yeah, and I mean it must not have taken a whole lot because the next scene we have Dana packing and moving out. Al and JT are real happy to help her as they throw her luggage out the front door, <laughs> out on the porch. And uh, Frank tells Carol. Uh, Oh yeah, one more thing, I got the new TV.
1: Well, he didn't say that. He says, "Hey, I want you to come upstairs and see something in the bedroom." Oh,
0: oh yeah, because she she doesn't remember the TV, I guess. Frank, I
1: don't think we have time for that.
0: And uh, they go upstairs, they take a look at this TV, and it is massive. It takes the an entire wall up. Not only is the
1: TV massive, but yeah, he got the giant sound system with it that goes. So it's a all in one, just giant yeah um and
0: she's freaking out as soon as she sees it this is not what she expected but
1: i mean she agreed to see it. i think she's freaking out because this is exactly what she expected oh and yeah now that she sees, yeah because she says like i don't want some big tv that's gonna take over the whole room he's like no no i won't do, no i'm not do. gonna do that
0: uh from here we go to dana's new apartment she's uh does, and she's does already apartment look familiar to you at all oh is it the perfect stranger's apartment
1: It's not. It is. It was. Remember Madame Sophia from the episode from last season, the psychic episode on Step by Step. It's her apartment.
0: Okay. My next guest was going to be a uh, baby talk apartment.
1: (laughs) No, definitely not the baby talk
0: apartment. Well, not the baby talk apartment, but like one of the other baby talk apartments. Oh, okay. All right. No, we're at Dana's new apartment, um, and uh, the psychic lady has gone to Europe and she's trying to get everyone out of this place as quickly as they come in. She's like, all right, I'm good. Everyone can leave now. And Carol's having the worst time at this. She's having a hard time leaving. She wants to be there. to. I mean, she doesn't want to see Dana go. That's the big thing.
1: Yeah, she doesn't. And Dana's like, I just want to be alone. And uh eventually, what Cody saying?
0: Yeah, eventually Frank has to like pull them apart from each other. Yeah. And then we get some advice from Cody where... Uh, he, I don't know, he's just talking about, like, living in the van and stuff <laughs> What like he
1: that. says is, like, living by yourself is like living alone. <laughs> Perfect advice. It's Cody. Um, it.
0: Dana's trying to get Cody to leave at this point, and then uh, he's got a little gift for her for uh, moving into his apartment, or her apartment. He has given her his plant gordon the one that keeps him company that he talks to that he waters and now he wants dana to do the same at her place
1: it's like his best friend
0: um dana finally what does this say finally so
1: cody leaves and as cody is leaving we hear this knock on the window oh yeah and Dana spins around and Carol is on the fire escape, not going the window, to be like, there's a fire escape out here. It's in good shape. You'll be fine. Or something like that.
0: She's like, you, you might want to be really careful because someone could easily come up here and look at, look through oh, your window. Right. You might want to close that's the right. shades or something. So I don't know. She's just freaking out. Does She's just being overprotective with Dana right now. Yeah, of course. Uh, we go back to the uh, Foster Lambert house where Karen is getting home. Carol is talking about missing Dana and uh, we find out at this point, time-wise, she's been there a little less than a week at this new apartment. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I don't think there's anything else really big about this scene rather than just like, uh, setting a timeline kind of thing.
1: I think it might be the only time we see Karen in the entire episode. But... Oh, geez.
0: Uh, next scene, we go to Dana. She's at her apartment. yeah. Oh, you know,
1: the one thing we do find that plays into this next scene is that Carol t- tells Karen how she's really proud of herself because she is not... called in a week called dana and she feels like she's doing a good thing and letting her you know be in a be an adult in her apartment
0: yeah and then we have dana at her apartment calling the operator thinking her phone's broken because her mom hasn't called her (laughs) no one's
1: called yeah no one's called no one's one's called
0: her dana's lonely she's bored she doesn't know what to do she starts eating uh, a cup of noodles which i think on the container it says soup for singles is what it's actually called
1: Okay, good catch.
0: And uh, she then finds herself talking to uh, Gordon the plant.
1: Yeah, she kind of goes on this rant about how no one's calling her and her family doesn't miss her and then realizes that she is talking to the plant.
0: Yep, and she tells Gordon she's made a decision. She's going to move back home. Yes. So we go back to the house. Uh, JT gets home, and uh, when he walks in, he's kind of missing Dana because he doesn't have anyone to... um, like, diss him when he walks in. So yeah. he's looking for that from Mark and Karen, and this is where we get our diss of the week.
1: Okay. Hey, Mark, guess what I learned today?
0: Well, factoring in your low IQ, sloppy study habits, and frequent trips to detention, <laughs> I'd say not much. <laughs> not the strongest from, uh, from Mark.
1: From Mark. This was a good scene. This was a good scene, because JT walks in and says, hey, you guys want to know what I learned today? And he's standing, just like, waiting it for pause, it, right? Waiting for it, and nobody cares. No, nobody even cares enough to, to, like, ask him what he learned today. So then
0: Dana walks in and uh, immediately gives a a, <clears throat> a perfect diss to JT, and uh, then she goes into the other room to talk
1: to her mom. Yes, with the intent of telling her she's coming home.
0: Yeah, but uh Carol kind of takes the wrong approach, I guess, for this because as Dana walks in, she's like, "I was so wrong to think that you couldn't live by yourself and that uh, you wouldn't be able to do it, and it was just I, I was so wrong thinking all of that." And Dana's there to tell her mom that she needs to come home. So now <laughs> Dana's like, Ugh, "I can't do it now, well, my
1: mom thinks." And it's even worse than that because she says, "Carol's baby like, a bunch, right? she's like, only a you." She's like, "I am so sorry. I don't know why I doubted you. You're not a baby." Even though I was treating you like one, only a baby would want to go home. Only a baby wouldn't be able to handle living alone. Only a baby would would struggle with this. And so Dana's like, oh, I'm not a baby. You know, she's like in her head saying these things.
0: Yeah. So she can't tell her mom. And at the same point, too, like uh, Carol's cooking dinner and she's cooked like turkey and stuffing and cornbread and oh, stuff. Dad. And Dana just, is just behind her mom's back, like stuffing cornbread into her purse because now she can't come back home.
1: Right,
0: exactly. Uh, It's nighttime now. We're up in Frank and Carol's room. Carol tells uh, Frank that she's proud of him for not watching any sports like he promised. So it looks like the TV's working out. Uh, JT comes knocking at the door. Uh, Frank doesn't want to let him inside because we find out he hasn't even told the kids about this TV.
1: They don't even know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: JT bursts in, sees the TV for the first time. And calls the other kids in to watch the end of this uh, Michigan football game.
1: Which is, I mean, the reason he went up there was to get his dad. So yeah, did you see? The we're football in overtime. It's like, like an overtime, yeah. And so thats that was why, and then so obviously when he sees a big TV, he's like, well, this is where we're going to be watching the game.
0: Yeah, so all the kids come in. They're all watching it from their bed now at this point. Carol tries, uh, well, does he, or no, he, they kick everyone out, right? They do. They kick everyone out. And they, they start making out. They start making out. And while they're making out, uh, Frank is now watching the football game over uh, Carol's shoulder, like commenting about the game in ways that it still kind of uh, feels like it could be sexual to Carol. So she's a little confused about what's going on. But he's like really just commenting all the way to the point where he's like, touchdown. And then she eventually figures out that he's been watching the game.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So um, not happy.
1: She's not happy.
0: Yep. Yeah, and he's like, all right, I'm going to go return the TV and I will uh, this. I'll, I'll get a washer and dryer and some jewelry instead. <laughs> right. I don't know that. Do you think she knew that was part of the deal <laughs> that he could have gotten those washer instead. and dryer and jewelry instead of the well, room TV? All right.
1: So maybe he couldn't have. Maybe the agreement was maybe hey, he's he reselling, did it, TV, it. but he's, but he's going to like just return it and just use the money to get something more family oriented. I, guess. I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh we go back to Dana's apartment one more time. Uh Frank and Cody show up. Cody's excited to see that Gordon's doing well and uh we find out that she called them over to uh fix the window, just like in uh, family matters. We got a messed up window. But uh it's not even broken. She didn't need anything. She just wanted some visitors over to her place.
1: She was lying
0: um dana sent or no i think frank sends cody downstairs right he's like cody go downstairs go warm up the truck so cody goes downstairs and uh dana's like does dana say she doesn't want to move back at this point or well she's still kind of hiding it
1: yeah and frank's like i can tell you're lonely and she's like i don't i'm not lonely frank i don't i don't miss you guys i'm you know glad to be here and then frank's like well look here's the deal Now you're my daughter and I miss you and I love you. And I want you to know how special and meaning. blah, blah, blah. And then she admits that she misses everybody, including JT. And Frank's like, whoa, it's bad. Come home.
0: Yep. And then they all agree that she's going to move back to the house. Exactly. Uh, End of episode credit scene. We've got Cody talking to Gordon about uh, the latest episodes of Gilligan's Island and uh, how he thinks they might get off that Island.
1: He hopes so, but he's not sure. He's like, at this point, gordon i gotta be honest i'm not sure if it's gonna happen
0: uh after step by step we go to nine o'clock where we've got boy meets world season one episode two on the fence is the name of this one and uh, we've got cory we've got uh some other kid and uh they're having they're in the conversation <laughs> we got cory
1: and sean talking Co- yeah to... cory sean
0: and some other kids sorry
1: the, and the other kid is his name is ellis ellis has replaced nicholas How long long do we get Ellis for? Not long. One more episode than we got, Nicholas. so He'll be here for two episodes before, I assume, Topanga starts rolling around here soon.
0: Oh, man. Um, So, yeah, they're having a little superhero debate, like who's the best superhero kind of thing. Well,
1: specifically, it's what superhero would make the best dad.
0: Oh, okay. So, uh, I think Corey says Superman and Ellis is like Batman. That's kind of the debate back and
1: forth. Pretty much.
0: So we also find out, uh, well, we get Minkus' debut right here. We see Minkus for the first time. Um, Sean shoots him. Happy birthday, him.
1: Minkus. Yeah,
0: Sean shoots him with a water gun. And uh, there's this mention here of this water war that will play a part throughout this episode.
1: Yeah, and you think it's going to happen. I thought it was going to happen at school. It doesn't seem like that's the case, but obviously. Yeah, the rules are not no laid way.
0: out perfect here.
1: Yeah, there's no way you get away with with water guns in school nowadays yeah minkus brings out uh his ellis brings out his his giant gun first which is why a little bigger than sean's right right and you had ellis who brings his out and then minkus who has got the like three tank like rigged up i mean these are super yeah
0: super soaker three thousands like every every higher number you get you get a bigger tank or whatever so I Mink- think
1: Minx is, is like specially, I think they modded out himself uh, modded. Yeah. Cause he's got that, that one tube is held on by like a zip tie. So I'm pretty sure that's a, that's yeah. Minkus brings tie. his out of like a, like a
0: cello case or something like it's giant. Uh,
1: it's a French, it looks more like a French horn case, but sure. cello, whatever you want.
0: So, um, Corey says, uh, you guys with your squirt guns, they don't even work that good. Like the best thing you could do is have a water balloon. And he's over by the, uh, water fountain, like filling up a water balloon. And as he turns around, everyone in the cafeteria has <laughs> now brought out their super soakers, and all at once they begin squirting Corey.
1: And not a super soaker was to be found in the stores of California for a five-mile radius. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. As soon as they're done squirting him, Feeney walks in. They all hide their squirt guns real fast, and then I, I don't. What did Feeny say here? It was weird. Like uh, he's a-
1: something about learning how to use the the water fountain. Yeah. Basically, he was he was kind of willfully ignoring the uh what happened and, and blaming cory for getting himself all wet
0: yeah he's like cory uh the drinking fountain's not a toy
1: yeah something like that No, know
0: theme song we come back we're at the uh matthews house where cory is trying to get his parents to buy him a new water gun he has brought them a brochure we find out it is 50 dollars, and sh- his mom is like no way so she he tries his dad also, uh, not in for this, but he says maybe for Christmas.
1: Yeah, and there's something else we're establishing here is is Alan's got all this stuff to do around the house. He's got to fix his toilet. He's got to do kind of all this work around the house. We're, we're we're kind of establishing how busy it is to maintain this household and how busy you know Alan is um, in regards to this episode.
0: Yep. so uh, Corey has been turned down twice now to get the squirt guns. He goes upstairs, uh, sees his brother Eric playing with this new watch, and we find out he bought this new watch because he has a job and he spent his first paycheck on what he wanted to buy,
1: a watch. Yep, and we find out that his job is with his dad at the grocery store that his dad manages.
0: Yep, Uh, we go a little later to uh, Corey telling his dad that he wants a job now, like his brother at the market, and his dad's like, no, you can't, you're too young, and I don't have any openings for you right now.
1: And he also says, when he says too young, he says, look, be a kid. Enjoy being a kid. You don't need a job. You don't need to work. Enjoy being 11, I think is what he says.
0: Uh, Corey suggested he just uh, fire Eric and let him take his job, but that's not happening. So uh, from here, Corey goes to talk to Mr. Feeney, who's out in the backyard pruning his uh, prize flowers in the backyard.
1: that he, like, cultivated his, like, prize hybrid rose that he made. Yeah, and
0: Corey's trying to see if Mr. Feeney has any, like, uh, odd jobs that he can do to try to make some money. He wants to buy this uh, squirt gun. And uh, Feeney does offer that he can paint his uh, window shutters and uh, gives him a pretty fair deal on it, but then Corey cheats himself out of a bunch of money with some uh, horrible math skills.
1: Yeah, he does. About like 20, 30 bucks. He also tried to pre-sell him snow shoveling, which I don't think was a bad idea, but Feeney was like, look. We don't even know if it's going to snow. Yeah, I mean, you live in Philly, so I feel like the chances are probably good, but whatever.
0: All right, so he's agreed he's going to do it for like 58 bucks or something like that. They show the next <laughs> right. scene where he has
1: that. F- the line for Feeney here is good. This this should have been your distance of the week. He's like that C plus. I gave you in math is the best, best decision I ever made or something like that. It's really paying for itself. Um,
0: so the next scene is Corey finishing up with these, uh, shutters and we find out Feeney thinks he did a great job, but while he was doing it, he has also accidentally painted stripes on his side of the fence.
1: And everyone does compliment him on the shutters and how, how well done they are. They don't stick. He Did a
0: great job. So Corey tries to go out to the uh, water war now, but his dad stops him and says, Nope, you got to fix that fence first. Yes. So now Corey has to paint an entire side of a fence. Um, His mom uh, comes out. He's looking at the stripes on the fence and, uh, we see Corey painting the fence, his friends come over to try to get him to go to the water war and, uh, Corey comes up with the idea that he's gonna pay uh, Sean and Ellis seven bucks to get their help to paint the rest of this fence.
1: He tries to pull the whole Tom Tom Sawyer deal first and then they luckily Minkus is there to catch on before he has to pay them.
0: So, we go to the kitchen where Eric is, uh, getting ready for work, getting his apron on. Corey, uh, goes inside to uh, get some like ice cream for the kids, I think, and uh, they ditch him. They're like, we're not doing this anymore. We're going to the world he's,
1: he, he's he, he they're really dissatisfied with the benefits of this job because he's he was gonna go get them dessert, comes back out, they're like, This is not what we want. We we want real food, real dessert. And Cody's like, This is the best I got. Do it, take it or leave it. And so they leave.
0: Well, Minkis is like demanding a Heath Bar Crunch ice cream, bar. Yes, I know, yeah. and Corey just like dips it in the dirt and says, Here's some crunch on it.
1: Um, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, not being, he's not being too friendly.
0: Yeah, so Corey's back to painting alone once again. Feeney comes out. He points out that some paint has now dripped on his side of the fence, and Corey's just tired of working at this point. He can't get anything done. He wants to go to the water war. We find out that he uh, has already spent more than his budget. Uh, he had to buy extra paint to fix the fence. Now he owes his mom 8 bucks. but we do see that he did purchase a water gun in the process.
1: He did get his water gun, but he... At this point, he just passes out on the ground. He just lays on the ground and stops. He just had it. He's over it.
0: Yeah, but his dad's like, uh, this is kind of like a callback to earlier in the episode about how you got to be a kid. Like, he's like, go play. You need to go play.
1: Well, what happens here is Feeney says, hey, look, when I was a kid, my parents raised me to have a strong work ethic. And I was working day and night and blah, blah, blah. And that's why I am who I am today. And that's when that's what Alan looks at Corey and says go play go yeah i don't, don't i don't want you to be mr
0: feeney <laughs> yeah, right so they show the next scene with cory getting back from the water war he looks like he had a, a blast a good time um eric is uh is there and he's just exhausted from working all day like he's getting overworked yeah. he's not having fun they talk about uh this point too like how hard their dad works like this is where that comes into play like Dad well, so Eric's much.
1: like I don't know how he does it. I, you know, I you know I'm exhausted after working half a day, and Eric or uh, you know Dad comes works all day, comes home, does stuff at the house. Don't know how he does it.
0: And I think uh, Corey says here it's because Dad's Superman, and that that's right. from the beginning of the episode. So exactly.
1: Um, we then go to the
0: final scene I believe of the episode where everyone's at the dinner table. Um, Corey pulls out his squirt gun and shoots his dad. He's trying to get his dad to like loosen up, have fun, not work as hard as he always has been working shoots his dad. And his dad's like, that's not fair. I don't have a squirt gun. He's like, yeah, reach under the table. So he reaches under, he's got a squirt gun too. And then, uh, <laughs> they all start having a little squirt gun fight in the house. Uh, we find well, not out all of them.
1: Cause there's only two, there's only two guns.
0: guns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We find out what Corey did was he returned, uh, his water gun for two smaller water guns. So that way his dad can join in on the fund as well. Um, uh, Now his mom goes over and like grabs the sprayer from the sink. So the three of them are shooting each other and it eventually goes outside where they leave Lily back in the kitchen on the counter uh, where she can at least reach the cookie jar and eat some cookies.
1: Morgan, but
0: sure. Morgan. Lily's the actress's name. Morgan's the character's name. Uh, We do get a credit scene here where Morgan um, is calling the cops. She's stuck inside, and like this had to have been a weird phone call to get because she she's like stuck inside. She's
1: just inside.
0: I thought she couldn't get off the counter, and that was the reason why she's calling because they left her outside or they left her inside. She. Can't I thought get she was just counter.
1: calling because her parents She was like everyone's fighting.
0: I think she's stuck, but she might not be. Um, okay. Yeah, she's like my parents just shot the neighbor.
1: <laughs> my whole family is outside fighting.
0: Yeah. So. Pretty good. That's the end of this episode. We go to our nine thirty slot where we got hanging with Mister Cooper, season two, episode two.
1: I do want to say real quick i I forgot how annoying Corey was in these first, like these beginning episodes. He is such he is so obnoxious. I'm glad they like kind of chill out with the obnoxious and move more towards like a uh, uh, reasonable neurotic yeah but he's so annoying in these first two episodes
0: i don't know i don't hate him right now i don't think but uh I,
1: don't know if I hate him but it is definitely annoying
0: do you know the name of this cooper episode i didn't write it down for some reason Season slumber
1: two. party i'm trying to do this off the top of my head i didn't write it down oh. but it's slumber party maybe just slumber party i'll look it up while you i'll go slumber
0: talking. party season two episode two we start off we've got uh nicole and tyler they're looking for uh the birthday present that uh coop has gotten nicole they're trying to figure out where he hit it they're looking all over the house but then coop comes out hands it over to her she opens it it's a signed mark cooper basketball
1: <laughs> it is just slumber party
0: what a gift um, that
1: was, that was a good
0: gift I take it. Tyler then challenges uh Mark to a one-on-one game in the backyard while uh Nicole is left inside without her birthday present where she uh then yells to the outside thanks for the present and then kind of under her breath he needs to learn about women
1: <laughs> I'll tell you She's good she's real good good she's so good uh, you know I I <sighs> It, she's, I don't know how old she is here. Probably what, six, five? Uh, I'd go five,
0: six. Yeah, that sounds right. She's
1: good. She's real good.
0: Yeah, and like throughout this episode, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I agree.
1: Yeah. So we go to the
0: theme song. We come back. We're now in the kitchen. Uh, Vanessa and Geneva are in there. Nicole comes in talking about her she's birthday. Seven,
1: just so you know, she's seven. She's seven.
0: She seven. looks younger than seven. but uh, She
1: looks small. Yeah. I mean, I guess she's a small woman now, but. So.
0: Nicole comes in talking about her birthday. She goes back into the backyard to play with Tyler. Vanessa wants to go shopping, but she's broke. She doesn't have any money, uh, because of the house, they bought the house. And then Coop is, uh, we find out still dating Marissa. That's still going on. So they haven't completely gotten rid of the Marissa character, but maybe they, did they get rid of the actress? Cause she's not in the, well, episode? Well,
1: yeah, we're never going to see Marissa. again. Which just mentions of her. She is mentioned. Yeah.
0: Um, so Nicole's slumber party is tonight. She's having a big slumber party birthday bash. And, uh, Geneva's still got some stuff to do, some errands to run to get ready for this party.
1: Yeah. We also find out that Vanessa has like, is kind of going withdrawal. I really, they're kind of like flushing out this whole house buying situation. It sounds like her and Mark bought it together. And so mm-hmm. she has been broke since they bought the house and has not had a, a chance to go on a on a good shopping spree.
0: Yeah, and she doesn't even really need to buy stuff for herself. It seems like she just wants to go shopping, <laughs> and that's why she offers to drive Geneva around and just go shopping with her for the day.
1: Yeah, let me spend money on something.
0: So the two of them go out, they go shopping, and uh, the next scene is Coop decorating for this party. He's trying he's okay. doing everything he can to help out because he's got a date tonight with Marissa. The women are out shopping, and uh, he wants to be as ready to go so when they get home he can leave.
1: Yeah, and we also there's also this thing that gets established here where this date particularly is really exciting for Mark because um, Marissa's going to leave her beeper away. She's going to turn it off and evidently throughout their entire dating whatever, Uh, you know, how long that's been there's been all this issues with her just having to leave and go to work. She's a, remember she's a doctor and she might even be a surgeon, I can't remember but she's definitely a doctor on call a lot so she has to leave these dates and Sounds like Mark has not had a chance to seal the deal yet.
0: Yep, so Coop's decorating. Nicole comes downstairs. They talk about um, Coop not coming to the party, and Nicole's like, I didn't even invite you to the party.
1: (laughs) It was good. Too serious, too. She's like, what are you talking about? I didn't even invite you.
0: Yep, and then uh, Coop starts choking on a marshmallow. Uh, Marissa calls while he's choking, and uh, we find out that they're going to go out for some sushi or she's going to make sushi or something that
1: night. Yeah, and she's really excited, too. We get this whole thing that she's excited for the date. Like, this is something she is also looking forward to. It's not just Mark being being Mark.
0: And uh, Mark does request that his sushi is cooked well done. He does. So, a little later, we've got Nicole. She's all dressed up for her party now. Coop comes in. He is dressed up for his date. The phone rings. It's Vanessa. We find out that two of them not only ran out of gas, but they don't have any money left to buy any.
1: And they're lost as well.
0: Yep. So um, Geneva tells him, I wrote Geneva tells him to be safe and cancel the date. Oh, because, yeah, yeah, because uh, he they're not sure if they're going to make it back in time. So she's like, right. just to be safe, you might want to cancel the date. So yeah. Co- Coop's yep. mad, of course. He's been looking really forward to this and uh, doesn't look like it's going to happen. So he goes and uh helps with the party a little more and Nicole Yeah,
1: yeah, no, he he him and him and Nicole are just kinda hanging out, chatting and then the kids start showing up.
0: Yep, Nicole's definitely concerned on how this party's gonna turn out because this is a big deal for her. She's in a new town, she's got a bunch of friends coming over, doorbell rings and kids start showing up. We got one girl that comes in, then the phone rings, then Marissa calls and she's like hey, or I think uh, Coop tells her that uh, he's going to be a little late to the date. So he thinks he can still make it, but he's just going to be a little late at this point. Right. And uh, he's like, I need an hour. I'll be there in an hour. And she's like, all right. Uh, doorbell, this time it's Tyler. And then uh, six other friends of uh, Nicole show up. And now Tyler likes this idea of being with seven-year-old girls.
1: He's like the only guy there. And uh, and these these girls are terrors. One of them... At least one just,
0: of them is, right?
1: One of them is breaking... Well, so one is a terror. One is just a a pure pain in the ass. The other one is just an absolute like, klutz and is constantly breaking stuff. It seems all accidental, but she's just breaking stuff all over the place.
0: Yeah. Uh, we check in on Geneva and Vanessa, who are still stuck out there with the car... Um, they did try to call like a AAA type deal to come help them out, but when they went to call, they didn't make it back in time. They missed uh, the service, and uh, they're still stuck out there.
1: There's also this whole thing that they start to develop between Vanessa and Geneva. I don't know if it's going to be just this episode or if this is going to be kind of the running relationship for them, where Vanessa sees herself as this like like fancy city girl, and mm-hmm. and Geneva is a country girl, and they kind of have these back and forth about you know vanessa making fun of geneva geneva making fun of vanessa but not really in a nice way In a like they're trying to really like kind of dig at each other kind of way
0: yeah i don't know what all i wrote down with this conversation that happens here but i wrote geneva's mad at vanessa vanessa tells her that uh she's a working mother and uh then i wrote it's okay uh she leaves she's trying i don't know
1: I don't know, I don't quite know about that. But there is a lot of back and forth with them throughout the episode. Oh, she Was knows it?
0: she's trying. That's what it says. Okay. Uh Geneva is going to go call one more time to see if she can get the uh, help out there with the car, and then we go back to the house to check in. The party is going strong. Coop is having a tough time though with these kids. They're all over the place. They're breaking Jumper stuff. Open. It's a mess, and they're all hungry now too. So they all want food. So He's like, "Why don't you guys go play upstairs in Vanessa and Geneva's room, and well, I'll deal with first, the
1: food situation." first, so there's they want food, and he, he's like, "I don't." And they they find, figure out one of the kids is missing, the kid that's breaking everything. We hear Mark, or we hear a break in the kitchen. Mark goes into the kitchen. And he's like, "Okay, whatever." And then that's when the girls come in, like, "We want food!" Like, like a like a mob trying to get food out of Mark. And they're like, "We want good food. We want dessert." Um, you know, like like, a, like in Boy Meets World. And then that's what Mark's like, go upstairs, play in Vanessa's room, play in Robin, or uh, Geneva's Geneva. room. Yeah, get out of here. And they're like, okay, let's do that.
0: Yeah, so then he starts to look for food. He opens the pantry up, and uh, out pops a, a <laughs> tied-up Tyler who's been wrapped up with Ugh, like streamers yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, Probably commercial break here. We come back. We've got uh, the kids are now playing dress-up and dancing with Coop, doing a little Soul Train action. It looks like they probably kids have... Training. Yeah, it looks like they probably have, what, like, Geneva and Vanessa's clothes on. Absolutely, 100%. And Uh, makeup. And makeup, too. Yeah. So they've got, like, the dance line going on. Tyler comes out. Looks like he's wearing Coop's suit.
1: It's the same suit from earlier in the, or from the, from the credit, from the opening scene. This suit I saw somewhere else in the episode. I can't remember if it was in the opening credits or whether it is he wore it earlier when he was getting ready for his date.
0: They're all dancing though. They're all having a good time. Um, I, I mean, Raven Simone again. This is another like shining moment for her. I feel like in this scene. Yeah. But yeah. uh, they're all getting tired, and now they want a bedtime story. And he it's tells them uh, he's got a little story. He starts telling them like a story about a prince and Rapunzel, and then like Rapunzel's weave, and then uh, the kids start uh, falling asleep one by one, and eventually all of them pass out on the floor, on the couch and around where he was telling the story.
1: Yep. Little pile of little girls,
0: pile of girls, uh, Vanessa and Geneva get home. Uh, they see all the kids passed out. Geneva. Thanks Mark for, uh, running ship back home while they were out stuck. And, uh, he's like, you guys, you've had a long day. Go upstairs, go get a shower. He calls Marissa to get this date going back on, saying, I hope it's not too late. I can still come over. And then he hears a uh, scream from both women upstairs and he he (laughs) heads out the door on his date.
1: Like, I'll see you soon, Marissa.
0: Obviously, those kids wrecked their rooms.
1: Well, yeah, of course.
0: Uh, Credit scene here, too. Uh, Got like just a fun little like birthday singing scene where they're like eating a Twinkie and uh, Nicole's spitting on it so no one else can eat in the oven.
1: Yeah, I, I want the whole thing. Yep. That's why I spit up Um that's it. That's
0: our four episodes for TGIF this week. Uh this is the point of the show where we
1: do like to rank them. I'm not prepared. I don't know if you want to- I am not either. But let me let me see if I can eyeball this oh, real quick. God. I'm, you know, I'm gonna go I'm gonna do something a little weird here, I think. I'm gonna put Boy Meets World at four. Uh I think I'm gonna put step by step at three. No, I'm switching that. Step by step at four, boy meets world at three oh man i'm gonna go cooper at two and family matters at one
0: okay uh i'm a lot different i've the only thing i had the same i have boy meets world at number four as well but i have coop is my number why well, switch i
1: switched it to three i switched it to three
0: Oh, so we're nowhere from near boy meets world at four family matters at three step by step at two and Ooh. hang with mr cooper at one for me okay all right uh all right. next week on the show what do you got i'm guessing you got four new episodes right
1: Same old, same old. Yeah, we got Family Matter Season 5, Episode 3, Step by Step, Season 3, Episode 3, Boy Meets World, Season 1, Episode 3, Hang In with Mr. Cooper, Season 2, Episode 3.
0: Thanks again to Harmonix for the theme song this week.
1: Thank you, Harmonics.
0: It was great. TGIFcast at gmail.com. If you want to send in your own version, follow us on all social media at TGIFcast. And uh, that's where you'll get your updates because we are going to be doing a lo- another live show in just a couple weeks. Saturday, October 14th, live at Nightmare Weekend, part of GalaxyCon in uh, Richmond, Virginia.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun. Like I said, they got a good lineup. It'll be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Is that it? Anything else we got to talk about? Any I other think that's it. Idea? I think
0: we're ready to go. I'm ready for some new episodes. I'm ready to see uh, what's going to happen. When are we getting into Panga in this
1: uh, Boy Meets World? It's, it's going to happen any day now, any week. I don't know when, but ready it's Ready for it. Have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude. TBA Podcast.